Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the FPL show. Hopefully, you are doing well and you are ready to go for game week four. If you're not ready for game week four, that's why we are here right now. Gentlemen, I've got Damo and Dom with me once again. How are we going, boys? Yeah, not too bad, Paulie. Not too bad at all. Nice to be back home and with these lovely fellows for another pod. Yeah, Dom, how are you going? Once again, happy to be here. Ready to get into another week. The main thing for you guys that are listening over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts is we are back on the live broadcast of the FPL show over at FPL Departa on YouTube. So if you haven't already, make sure you go over there, give the stream a like. It will still be up as a previous recording. Make sure you give it a like, make sure you subscribe and get your comments in the comment section below. So following on from tradition... I think we need to start with the lowest scorer and do a little bit little bit of overviews over our teams. Once again, low scorer of the round was me. Uh, I think I was the lowest scorer in round one too, wasn't I? So I believe you were just only by a point or two. So I'm gonna whack my screen up on the page right now. So I can't actually see what's going on for yeah, you're good. The stream point of things, but here we go. I got 43 points. It was an absolutely dreadful week for me. I did put a video up on my personal channel about this where I've gone into a bit more depth around my team. So if you do want to see that, head over to Paulie29 on YouTube. Pickford, two points. Very disappointing. Chilwell was stupid and Vardiol. Kyle Walker cost me five points there because Vardiol was in line for a bonus point. And then he goes and back here with the ball to Sheffield United and they go and score. And Bumo, Matoma, you know, that happens. You know, 6.5 midfielders end up on a return every single week. So it is what it is. When they blank together, though, it hurts. Salah and Saka both returning, and that Salah 93rd-minute assist was massive for me. Then Jackson with seven, fantastic. Haaland, captain, disappointing in Mr. Penalty. And my punt for this week was Gia Pedro over Udoji, which, you know, if I made the other call, which, you know, I would have gained 11 points and I would have, got a green arrow instead of a red arrow. But as things stand, I've slid all the way out to 1.1 million on the overall rank. But I still think the team is in a pretty good spot uh, overall. It's just that I had a few things go against me this week. Dom, I reckon you're up next. Yep, stuck in the middle again. Um, Wacky team up. Share my screen. And Damo, if you want to get yours ready to go as well. Yeah, yeah, ready. Do you see that? Yeah, you're on. So once again, Pickford, I'm sure we need to touch on him. I feel like we need to touch on him. Yeah. Uh, Stupinian, Chilwell, same as Paul, Rico Henry. Did you field Rico Henry as well? I don't own him. No, okay. So he got two bits. I've got Bardiol as that other defender. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rashford, seven. Everyone's got him. And Bueno, same. My star of the week. Musa Diaby again, assist and an absolute peach of a goal too. I'm just so happy with that pick. Saka eight, everyone's got him. Nicholas Jackson finally, finally got us that return. And me and Paul were messaging at about, I think, 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m. Just I was messaging him like massive, wake up, wake up. And he was dead to the world, but so glad he finally got that goal. Helen eight, captain, I think everyone's just in that same boat. And unfortunately did the same as Paul. Last minute went Jao Pedro in for Destiny first up yeah. 12. We were speaking about that on Saturday, weren't we? Um, about what we are going to do. Oh, Friday, yeah. sorry. About what we are going to do. Yeah. And what it came down to was 
Brighton had the home fixture against West Ham, which should have been a good opportunity for attacking returns. That didn't happen. The other factor wasn't CISO gets injured. The natural assumption is yep. that we're going to get the return there, you know, with Pedro starting. News did come out on, what was it, Friday, that Ferguson was going to start. Maybe in hindsight, that was the point where, you know, we go, is he actually going to start? We didn't yeah, think that but, Welbeck yeah. and Ferguson would have started together. And that was what we had to weigh up. So it is what it is. Oh, well. All right, Damo. Here we go, lads. So obviously after my hiatus last week, we have come back and we have topped the charts out the free yet again. 61 points, uh, safety rank of 51. So another green arrow putting me into the 150K mark. Um, look, I'm going to talk about the different players that what we have compared to you guys. Uh, Coel, um, now obviously Destiny, your doggy, if I wish I had him too. Um, but at least... My whole idea of having Cobra was to double up on the Chelsea defence during this fixture run. Obviously, hindsight would have been Malo Gusto as a good shout, but uh, very happy to have the man. I do think he picked up a knock oh, in the Cup today, uh, so we'll, we'll monitor that. Uh, but obviously, that Long-term was Cole was the better pick than Gusto anyway. Correct, but uh, that's more of a short-term pick until obviously Botman comes into the fray with Newcastle and then obviously you're looking to move his court here and He's stuff He's got like that, that knock too, so you never know with Botman. We don't know what it is. Uh, but look, that's the main reason why I've got some more points than the rest of the lads, um, is obviously having the second Chelsea defender. Um, nice to be doubled up on a decent defence that has good fixtures. Um, the other one's there for me. Obviously, I've said it before, uh, and before game week one, I'll say it again. Bruno is going to score a lot of points this year. He looked good in the first two game weeks with no reward, with his XGA being quite high. And then we finally see Manny United get a penalty. Nice to have him on the path. Wish we captained him, obviously, because Harlan blanks, but uh, well, sort of blanks. But yeah, um, and then yeah, obviously James Madison's been in the team since game one. Well, if you don't have him, highly would recommend. Um, and those two, I want to mention because I don't know how if when you guys play appeal, but I have guys that I'm like, you are in the team, thirty eight games, yeah. you not yeah. leave, right? And for me, most players for me are Madison, Bruno, and Chilwell, and borderline in Buemo as well. So nice you know, to see that Harlan's not one of them for you. Harlan. Harlan's obvious, right? Yeah. But uh, Madison and Bruno, obviously, are two that are locks. Uh, Saka, Saka, Salah, obviously, me and and Paulie went off our tree when that happened. Um, And then, yeah, obviously, Joe Pedro is a bit of an interesting one. My bench is my bench. Uh, You know, we already have Botman after last week's moves where I wasn't alive to tell you. But, uh, you know, things look good. We won most of our mini leagues and, yeah. Beautiful. That's what I want to see. So, look, I think for most people at the moment, the main issues that they're facing are more or less around their goalkeepers. Um, A lot of people have jumped on the Pickford train with us, uh, which is quite concerning. I think that's probably the best place to start because for Jordan Pickford, I might just share my screen once again. So sorry if you are listening along from home because there's going to be a lot of... screen sharing today. Uh, so that's maybe a bit of an indicator to come over to see the podcast live. The thing with Everton is this fixture run here where they go Sheffield United, Arsenal, Brentford, Luton, Bournemouth, Liverpool, West Ham, Brighton, up until that sort of wild card region. People might think that's not a great fixture run, but if you've paired him with Matt Turner in game week five, you get Burnley and in game week nine, you get Luton both at home. So the rotation's there. The concern is that we've already seen Everton not 
keep a clean sheet this morning against Doncaster. So that's one way to look into it is what are we going to do? I'm of the opinion that you don't burn a transfer on your goalkeeper unless you've got two and nothing else to do and then you're going to roll it you know, into nothing. That would be the only time that I look at making that transfer. So some options that I've been looking at and I wanted to get your thoughts on this because everyone's talking about Flecken. I wouldn't be going near the Crystal Palace goalkeepers. People are looking at Onana, but I'm not convinced by Man United defence. What do you guys think at five million about Vicario at Tottenham? I like him as a shot stopper and someone that gets saves points. I do expect Spurs to still concede quite a amount of goals, though. Yeah, I think you know we're talking about their attacking fixture run being really, really solid. The only reason I wouldn't do it personally is because I've got Yudoji, so I don't. I don't think Tottenham's a defence that I'm quite ready to like double up on. But when you look at from this week, Burnley, Sheffield, then you cop six and seven, Arsenal, Liverpool. But then you get Luton, Fulham, Palace up to game week 10. I think that is a very, very solid fixture run. What are you guys thinking about your goalkeeper situation at the moment? Well, you go first, Don. What are you thinking about your situation with your keepers? Uh, you take this one. Take this one. I'll take this one. All right. Um, look. Yeah, take it. It's a weird one because I haven't discussed my ready-made transfer, and Paul knows that, you know, Pickford is someone that I'm sort of betting against this week whilst playing. Um, and we'll touch on that a bit later because I'm going weird and wacky. I don't think you sell him this week, and I only think you sell him for the upcoming fixture run if it's a luxury transfer. Yeah. Because Turner seems to be okay. I will say definitely don't make a transfer right now. The window does close in a day's time for the English window. And we need to make sure that Turner still will be the number one pass the window before you make any other transfers. Um, I will say I am definitely leaning to selling Pickford next game week at the moment to Ariola, And that is only because I'm going very weird and wacky with my other transfers that will fund me money to get from Bulldog to Trippier. But that's because my team's taking a weird shape. Yeah. I don't recommend that to anyone else. <laughs> uh, don't really. I've been burnt by the two 4.0s last year in Iverson and Danny Ward. Yeah. Uh, but I really do think we've seen enough from West Ham now to know Ariola is going to be a solid pick for decent fixture run longer term. Um, I also want to say one word of warning is you know, you're probably wildcarding around game week nine, you're probably wildcarding game week 13, or you're wildcarding game week 19. You're at the earlier stage of that. You probably don't need a goalkeeper transfer. If you're planning on game week 19, maybe something to look at. Yeah, I like that. And look, there, there are a couple options. I think if Emmy Martinez is fit, I think Villa with their fixture run coming up at 5 million is a really good shout as well. So there are some options there. But I think right here, right now, I don't think this is the week to make that move, in particular if it is Jordan Pickford, because there is a... Over the next couple of game weeks, there's some good opportunities there for clean sheet. And I'm hoping that with Beto signing from Udinese, might improve the attack a little bit, might take score a bit of morning. pressure off. He did score this morning. It was a nice finish as well. So look, I'm thinking that if Everton take a couple of chances, it just sort of changes the, the vibe of that Fulham game and the Wolves game. Like if they're out in front and in control, they can then sit in and probably don't concede those chances on the break that they have conceded because they weren't taking their chances. So the pressure was on and they were dominating. That's the thing people are forgetting is that Everton dominated those two games, Wolves and in particular Fulham. If they just take a couple chances, then they can play the game on their terms. So I'm not going to overreact because I'm in a position where I've got one transfer anyway. 
I really need to have two. I'm not going down the road of hits again like I did last year because <laughs> I threw points away last year that uh... I didn't need to. So goalkeepers, I don't really think there's one there that you have to throw away right here, right now. I think give it the international break, see what happens, minimum, and if you've got luxury trades, go for it. Yeah. How do we feel about that? I think that's pretty good. Also, you've got to think the goalkeepers that you would move to, Edison, well, got six points. No, didn't even get six points. Got two points on the weekend. Yeah. Same same thing, 1.5 million more. Um, all the keepers that you're really interested in, you know, got six or seven points. It's only the only one that hold was Jose Saar because he made yeah. big saves. I don't think there was a penalty save, was there, this week? Nah, I don't uh, think there was. Jose Saar got, Saar got save points in a clean sheet against Everton. So that was... Yeah. He was the big one, but would you back a Wolves goalkeeper long term? Of course you would. No, so, correct. So I feel like out of, out of any of the transfers you're ever going to look to make, the goalkeeper one's the one you can wait on the most because the gap between points isn't yeah. massive. And you can't um, predict when someone makes eight saves and keeps a clean sheet like Pickford has done multiple times. So oh, look, if, if you really want to be brave, I think if there's ever a week that the keeper will do that, it's probably Turner at Forest uh, against Chelsea this week. So Potentially. All right, so there is one thing I do want to touch on, and this is going to lead into, obviously, some of our transfer talk as well coming back. I think a lot of people, especially over the YouTube scene, are talking about those midfielders and what they're going to do with their midfield slots. A lot of people have the double-up Arsenal Man United. So I wanted to bring up some data here, which is focused around the expected goal involvement for everybody. So anyone in the 4.7, I might knock it back to 4.5 just in case there's some defenders that maybe get into this bracket. But every single player, outfield player from 4.5 to 9 million, defender mid forward. That covers everyone except for Haaland in the 4.0 defenders, doesn't it? And Salah. And Salah. Yeah, I don't want to include Salah. That's oh, Yeah, we won't include Salah. That's fine. No, I don't need to. Because he's not that highly owned anyway. So... Top of the charts for expected goal involvement through three game weeks is Bruno Fernandes, who surprisingly has had 13 shots already this season, which is the highest amongst the top 10 for expected goal involvement. The reason I didn't pick Bruno was because I thought he'd be deeper this year and more an assist threat. So his XG is 1.81, and that includes a penalty, which is about 0.7, I think, off the top of my head. 0.79, something. So he's still got a one expected goal, and he's not performed that. And he has missed the header and another sitter from inside the six-yard box this year. But he's also got a expected assist, which I can't see. But it should be two. XA is two. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, so it's two. So he's got... And he's underperforming his data. So... Bruno is somebody that we need to look at after this Arsenal. I mean, he, there's a potential he returns against Arsenal, but coming out of that Arsenal fixture, I think he's someone that we need to really target moving forward. He's made 10 key passes, created four chances, had 13 shots for two returns. The minute that clicks, and those two returns were at the weekend. Oh, no, he had one return at the weekend. The minute that those return or those chances turn into conversions, and five of his thirteen shots have been from inside the box. So, Bruno, that as soon as I filtered this data, I was like, "Holy crap! I need Bruno Fernandez because he's gettable. He hasn't. I don't think he's due a price rise until next week if he returns. Anyway, I'm happy for him to go up 0.1, and I'll go after him next week because I've got money in the bank. In second place, just behind him with a three xg, is Brian and Bumo. Again, you've got to remember that he's had two penalties. So 1.4, right 
Uh, sorry, you have one point uh, eight of his th- of yeah. his three is in two penalties. So just take it with a pinch of salt. And his expected assist is really low at point three eight. So he's a pure goal threat. But he's had seven shots, five on target, and all seven of those were inside the box. So and one of them he missed from inside six yards against Spurs in game week one. Yes, yeah. correct. Which yeah. should have been which would have been about a point six xga. Um, quickly on Bruno uh, price yeah. rises. He's at negative eighty four percent. Wow. So people but, are just probably but, looking at non the da- like no data there. They're correct, going off of the returns. Instead of his trend being massively negative and his price expecting the drop, it's actually meant to hold at negative eighty four percent. So I don't think that price is going to move. All right. But there's, there's not a world where he, unless he goes and scores two and gets an assist at the weekend, he's probably not going to go up next week anyway. Then, so no, the he is someone who I am targeting big time next week after the international break. So my that's question. My question to you yep. two boys now, after watching that and looking at that Bruno Fernandez data, do you now think Bruno will outscore Rashford for this season after three game weeks? I want to see Rashford more on the left. Yeah, he's not been good at his nine. I think Hoyland's back. After the yeah. international after break. break. And I think that makes Bruno better. If you're getting more end product out of Rashford and you're getting Hoyland yep. up front, I think yep. Bruno will lose out of these XGAs as well as into more XGA. I also think... If this yeah, Amrabat yeah. deal happens in the next 24 hours, that'll free Bruno up as well from that deeper role. Although he's already heavily involved, but he gets more of a license to go forward. All right. So moving through, the next two boys both have a three uh, XGI as well, which is Saka and Jackson. Jackson's had 11 shots and 10 of those have all been inside the box and only five of his 10 of or five of his 11 have been on target. So... If Jackson can just start putting some chances on target, then he's going to absolutely fly up in returns. He's expected point to 18, and he's got nine back. So he's literally missed half of his expected points so far. So Jackson, again, with the fixtures and the data, absolutely happy with it. Then to round out the top 10, you've got Watkins, Madison, Bowen, Diaby, Estupinen is the only defender in the top 10. And then Matoma, surprisingly, at 2.3 XGI through three game weeks. So what I wanted to get out of that for you guys, though, is how dominant Bruno has been. And actually, Bowen's had 11 shots through three games for a team that's sitting back counter-attacking and then, you know, trying to go on the break. Bowen also has a 0.8 XA, and he is also someone that I'm looking at, although the fixtures aren't, you know, fantastic for West Ham. If you were to look at those numbers, is there anyone there that's jumped out to you that maybe you didn't consider beforehand? I think all those players are all always been considered, yeah, like you know, or any big shocks because there's one big shock on there for me that's not there in the top ten. Oh, that's not there that you think is so well, they're obviously underperforming. Thought, no, who I thought is it a nasty was going to be there because of the returns. No, so they've had good returns, and I just assume that the data would have looked good too, and that everyone's transferring in this week. Solly March? No, they got a bad run. Um, they got a bad run now. I thought March would have been there. Sterling. Sterling. Especially uh, with the Luton game, yeah. I thought his numbers would have been inflated enough. The fact that he got a 19... This is what I want to get out of it. Sterling had a really good game in game week two against West Ham with no return. Didn't do much against Liverpool, but then he goes and gets a 19-pointer and he's still not in the top 10 for XGI through three game weeks. So that's what I'm trying to push at. You can get the returns with low data or you can have high data and 
miss out. So that's really what I was trying to emphasize there. We got a good question here from Dim talking about yeah. Matoma. How does Unsu Fatty affect his numbers? Damo, you can back this up for me. I was already looking at Matoma out next week anyway, which has come at the perfect time because by the time the international break comes around and Fatty gets embedded in that team, I don't want a piece of that Brighton attack. No, I think it's now time to get off the Brighton attack at the moment. I think uh, there's too much rotation. Uh, Joe Pedro seems to be out of favour. Uh, in CISO, when he comes back, it's another body. Don't think Matoma's just going to magically be dropped either, if you want no. to hold him. Yeah. But European football starts think, after the break as well. Yeah, I just think you, you're better off going to a Diaby. You're better off going to an Eze, whose numbers are still really good, even though he's gone down in value. You're saving money there as well. Um, you're better off doing all those sort of things. Yeah, Dom, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you also got Fatty's always injured. You know, That's he's good. He's, you know, takes one big crunching tackle from James Tarkovsky or someone, he'll be done again. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be worried about it. I think so he's back up. He's more back up for those European minutes. So if I told you that Raheem Sterling and Evan Ferguson had the same XGI, what would you respond to that with? Jeez, I can see it. Ferguson had a few big chances in game week one. He scored a goal. And two. when he... They both have a chance, XGI. When they pumped what's-its-name in game week two, and turn went crazy, I think Evan Ferguson Wolves. had a few chances again. Against Wolves. Yeah. When the game was dead. All right. So that's just what I wanted to bring to the table. For me, it was interesting that like Wisser and Alvarez weren't in the top 10 as well. I'm just thinking of guys that... You know, everyone's transferring in. Everyone in the community is talking about. There are some names on that list that, you know, aren't getting a lot of attention. Bruno, everyone's talking about transferring him out. And Buemo, everyone's talking about bringing in. Saka, everyone's kind of in the middle, but everyone owns him. Jackson, everyone wants in. Watkins, people are 50-50. Madison, everyone wants in. But Bowen's name is, haven't heard it. Diaby's name, haven't heard it. And no one's really spoken about Matoma. And March was in 11, Dom. So he was just outside. And he's actually got the same XGI as Matoma. So they've, you know, got the same XGI. But March has 26 points and Matoma has 18. So that's just, you know, the luck of the draw there. But Soddy March has had 10 shots to Matoma's four. So that's worth noting as well. All right. Anything that you guys want to highlight before we move into transfer plans and questions? No, because my transfer fans are crazy. All right. Well, for me, um, I might start with my transfer plans and we might go revert. We might go the same order we did the team reveals in because, Damo, I know yours is going to take a bit of time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pull mm-hmm. my team up for this week on screen because if you did follow along last week, and let me just stop that screen share and let me start the new one. Because you should recognize my team because it has not changed a bit except for one sub. So Yudoji comes in for Gia Pedro for me this week because, as I mentioned before, I really do want to focus on banking a transfer because it's something that I don't get to do too often. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share a different tab with you guys. And this is my game week team for next week. There's a name in there, Damo, that has joined my team for game week five. That is yep. Bruno Fernandez for Matoma. 
Yep. I want to get through this Arsenal game. Then he goes Brighton, Burnley, Palace, Brentford, Sheffield United, potentially up to my wild card. So I think with the numbers and the the thing from me and Bruno was eye test. When I've seen him inside the box, I've gone, okay, I didn't expect that from him this year. I was expecting him deeper, more creative, not you know making those real darting runs late into the box. So got that one wrong. I did start with Rashford. If I'd started with Bruno, I might have kept him, but then it would have meant that I didn't have Mbumo. So I think, you know, that works out long-term for me. This still keeps me with one transfer in the bank with 1.5 mil. Game week two, the plan is Pedro down to Archer. And you can see that I've got Sterling sitting there. There's no way that's going to be Sterling anymore. And it's going to hopefully turn into Madison at 7.7 with some cash in the bank. So... That's dependent. Obviously, he picks up the Arsenal-Liverpool fixtures, but I think Madison's someone who's just fixture-proof and, you know, can play him against anybody because if they're going to score goals, Madison has to be there. Yeah. So that's my long-term transfer plans. Don, what are you thinking about doing for this week? Uh, so, funnily enough, I'll share my screen. I... Have regretted. I've already made my transfer, and I definitely regret it. I think it was because I was up and delirious, and I don't know why I did this. I've traded out um, during the Chelsea game after his second assist. I think the game was still <laughs> one one. I've traded out a uh, Greek international, George Baldock, for uh, Malo Gusto, and I'm just thinking, why the hell did I do that? Hey, I don't even think he had a price rise. Oh yeah, yeah he did. He went up to four point one. Yeah, but I just I don't know why I did. I think I was just delirious or Look, it gives you a playable four million option if James is not fit. James That's... is still a while away, but and they got the good run until the the wild card in game week nine when I'm planning to wild card. But um Yeah, I don't mind that as a short term pick if you're prepared to ride him on the bench from after the international break if James is back. That that's really, you know, it He's someone that you have to be mindful of, though, if you're going to play him or not, because yeah. I think he'll come on every game for James for 15 yeah. minutes or so at the end. That's the thing. I think James is still a while away, and I think they've seen now that Gusto is a, like a good player, and he, in that role, in that wing-back role, he, he can play it really, really well. He's, you know, handy defensively, and we've seen he can produce so going cool. forward. So I think they won't rush James back, because for the first time in... Since yeah. James has cemented his spot, they have an actual proper backup and a serviceable backup. So I think that would slow integrate James in slowly. And we know when it gets to that, I'll just, it might be around the time of wildcard or I'll just have him on my bench, you know? But yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah, you know, uh, at this stage, benching these two boys. A stupid may come in, but I don't know who for, if anyone's got any suggestions. But I don't, I think I want to ride the RB against Liverpool. I'd ride it how you've got it. I think. Um, yeah, I think I think I've got to go Diaby against Liverpool. I think yeah. well, as good as Liverpool defensive. have been, Liverpool are shaky defensively, and he's been brilliant. And if he scores or gets an assist, I just won't, you know, won't be happy. So yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do this like, week. Yeah. Brighton's defence isn't great either, so you're only banking an attacking return against Newcastle, which away, know, Liverpool away did away score Newcastle. Too. Yeah, and I just think Newcastle, yeah. after last week as well, they're going to be playing a bit differently. Oh, they're yeah. not you know, that was a, a real shock for them last week, losing yeah. to Liverpool. So, look, without longer term, who are you thinking, you know, have you have you started sort of using any of those tools to try and structure your Yeah, kind now? of, kind of, but I don't like going too far ahead, you know. 
but um, in the long run, still got because I still got six point on my bank with the salad down to yeah. Salah. I think Matt, like like yourself, I think Madison will be coming in eventually. It's just a case of who for if I, you know, move someone. Off this guy or yeah, just. But I think going over the international break, I'm going to break bank a trade pending no inter- injuries for the boys. Okay, so you've got. So you've used one transfer. Yeah, I've used one, one, and then next week I'm going to ride the team, and then bank so it with game two. Weeks. So two you have game two six. going in for off oh, a six, game. not five. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, so I'll use ride it for five. Oh, okay, and then yeah. six, have one six, five. a couple of our matchups go two. a bit the other way. Yeah, so we've got like a North London Derby in there. I'm going to look at that. Yeah, but yeah that, that's the one that worries me for Madison a little bit, that North London Derby. but It's a way as well. Yeah, but that's good though because Arsenal yeah. actually struggled to defend at home. So that, and yeah, then he goes to United yeah. who was struggling to defend. So are those two fixtures actually that bad? And we'll talk about that, you know, through the international break more than, than now. Uh, Mano goes um, Arsenal then Liverpool. Oh, sorry, Liverpool, not me, United. Yeah, but still, you know, I've already played many defenses. I beat them. The only problem yeah, sucks. The only defense I probably wouldn't, you know, want to be going against City. at the moment is probably City. Yeah. No, Newcastle, Kyle are what they are. Yeah, well, Kyle Walker was just giving his uh, childhood team. Oh, I was so goal. mad. I was watching that live, and I saw my five <laughs> points go down the drain. As, as soon as he's done that stupid back heel, I messaged both of you individually, I think, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think it woke me up. Oh, that was annoying. Uh, anyway, uh, right. Damo, load your screen up. I'm ready. Yeah, uh, fantasy football hub, I think. Here we go. So we're, we're going to be clicking on this. Skip the Premier League website straight to Hub. Come no, on. no, 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 no. I need to. I need to set the scene. <laughs> I need to set the scene. So, I'm in a pretty decent spot game week wise. However, I don't like the way my team's going, and a lot surrounds the boy called Mo Salah. But we'll touch on him in a sec. If you guys have a look at my midfield five, my back three, and my keeper, it's not too bad for this game week. You would agree, right? And Harlan obviously is on the park and captain. Yeah. It's a pretty good team. I want two game week transfers for post the international break coming up, just in case there's a few big injuries, just in case. Which means we either burn a transfer, we make a luxury transfer, or I take salary out, which is hard to do after three uh, you know, returns. returns. So up front, starting this game week, is a luxury transfer. And I am targeting my own goalkeeper in Everton's defence, and his name is Archer. That is correct. We are targeting Archer. I know that sounds funny, but there's a couple of reasons to it. All right. And if I go to the hub, yep. the team's yep. loaded in hub. But the main reason is if you go to price changes and you get the man that is Mubrama, he's about to drop in price. He may hold on for this game week, but he's about to drop in price. Second reason I've made this move is because I need to make sure that I don't lose any money on Mubama because I need to get to Trippier in a couple of game weeks. Now, Mubama, is the issue with Mubama because everyone's wildcarding this week? It's yeah, because of wildcarding. He hasn't played and he's got 13% ownership. He's now down to 11. Yeah. Now, right. the reason why you go Archer is because he's got the number 10 shirt for Sheffield. Only did a play on the weekend because he was signed on the day of the game. And couldn't yeah. get registered in time. So I think long term, he's going to be starting for a side. And they've been chasing him all off season. They've been chasing him well. all, all window, basically, as well. Now, that leads me into next game week, and I'm going to do something even more crazy next game week. 
coming back for game week four, five feet. Joe Pedro is obviously a bit of a mistake, right? Everybody would agree. I think there's another 4.5 man that we need to discuss. His name is Semenyo. Now, Bournemouth signed him for biggish money last season. He started two, the last two games. He looks powerful, strong, physical, and looks like in this very pressing, aggressive Bournemouth side, he's going to be the main man up front. I think for the first time in a long while, what I'm trying to say to you guys is I think 4-5-1 is very viable. Yeah. And you can fixture swap Archer and Semenyo when they have very good fixture runs. Can I just stop there for a sec, Damo? Yep. We were just looking at the top XGI for the top 10 players. There was two strikers, oh, and this is excluding Haaland, two strikers and a defender. So seven midfielders in yep. that list. Yeah, it's a I, I, I think five midfielders is a real viable option. Yeah, and I think having one up front, which is Haaland, and then fixture swapping is not the, is not the worst. And if you have a look at Archers now fixtures, they've got Everton now. You get Fulham in game week eight as well. I mean, if you want to play two up front, with Semenyo, who I've actually been pretty impressed with Bournemouth, you still can pick up a leaky, brighter defence if you want in game week six, but you also get Wolves and Burnley and Everton in a row in game weeks eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, I like that. Right? For a guy that, you know, will be playing alongside or with Solanke. What it also means is that gives me two mil in the bank as it stands, and that is my potential route where I could move, you know, if I want yeah. to... Homo to Trippier, depending on price rises and price falls. It's also a potential move where I could move a Stoopian if he's still being really poor and not keeping clean sheets and have money in the bank. Yeah. And it also gives me the option to remove Salah for West Ham, Tottenham and Brighton and then wildcarding back in after game week nine when Liverpool's fixtures turn again. Yeah. So I think as much as it's crazy, I'm moving down the part of two 4.5 mils, strikers, Four five one, and I also think Pickford to Ariola to free up that little bit of extra funds, just so I might be able to get Bulldog up the trip here as well. Yeah, Dom, what are your thoughts to that? Because I heard this yesterday for the first time, and I had to listen to your message a few times for yeah, unpack right. it all. But yeah, what are your thoughts there, Dom? Because it is quite unconventional. That's very, very, very. This is around the One same time is... last year we took Harland out of our team still. <sighs> That's not happening. <laughs> with your rank demo, oh, it's a big with big move. I think rolling with like without one of the you know second tier strikers in Jesus, Watkins, Jackson. The only way I can get to them is selling Salah, and after three returns in a row, it's very hard to do that before Aston Villa. I will say right now, if Salah ends up going to Saudi, we obviously sell him. Yeah, he's not going. He's not going. But not now. I doubt that. And the player I'm bringing in is Diaby, which frees up a ton of funds. I also think, think Diaby's a better buy next week anyway. Correct. So, and I also yeah. think there is a world where I sell Salah next week as well and just getting back on wild card anyway. My only issue is, is that we've seen from Salah he's fixed the proof. And if he keeps up the average five points, he gets 190 points in the season, which if you can pick up three midfielders, which I think is Bruno, Madison and Salah getting 190 plus, plus Harlan, you're going to have a very good year. Yep. So, Dom, how does that sit with you? So we know the strikers is a problem, but I think there were, there's there's a there's an argument there's a loading up on the midfield. Yeah, it's, it's a midfielder's year this year. It hundred percent's a midfielder's year. When you get Mbumo as a midfielder, that's that's the cherry on top, isn't it? He's playing mm. as a striker. That's yeah, listed but as I a think midfielder. four five one demo is ballsy, but I think yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go five in the mid, it's still gonna be three five two. 
but, yeah, but the thing, you know, you're, you're ranked 105k and i'm ranked 2 million so <laughs> the thing is, is that I can still fixture swap, and though when the strikers get good fixtures, yeah, I think it's more about the fixture swap. It's more about it's it's more about you know having a recognised goal scorer. Well, then if the question is then is, is do I sell Salah then to get the Jackson or Watkins? I like that option that you've done with the two four point fives because it's not Semenyo can get returns. We've seen that you know we, Bournemouth at home are very different to Bournemouth away from home. So if you can target Bournemouth home games, I know he scored against Liverpool at Anfield, but I think if you can target Bournemouth at home, I think there's worlds where Semenyo gets assists or goals at 4.5 if your defenders even have tough fixtures. So you could easily be a 4-4-2, 3-5-2 sort of shape. You know, that's going to be that fluid shape for you. And if defenders have hard fixtures, then you throw one of Archer or Semenyo in. I think they're playing for two teams that are defensively pretty solid as well. I think Sheffield, Sheffield look all right from what I've seen. You know, they gave Man City a really good run for their money at Bramwell Lane. And Sheffield at home, they're going to be hard to beat. We haven't... Is that their first home game of the weekend? Or did they yeah. open the season at home? I can't even remember now. Let me have a quick look. Game week one, Sheffield no, played Crystal Palace and lost 1-0. They lost 1-0 to Crystal Palace, who again is, is a solid Premier League side. Like Crystal Palace aren't scrubs. And then they go and get City. I can't remember game week two. I think Sheffield haven't won a game, have they? Sheffield, what did they do? They lost 2-1 to Forest. And did Sheffield, score. Burnley and Everton haven't won a game, yeah. Yeah, but I think there's a world where with Sheffield, once they get their fixtures, uh, with their players all integrated, then at home, they're not they're not a bad shout. So, yeah. Yeah, don't mind it. Yeah, fair play. All righty. Well, I don't think we've got any questions this week anyway, unless anything's come through on Twitter, Dom, which I don't think nah. so anyway. All righty. Nah, so have good. you guys got any last minute advice for our listeners ahead of game week four? Damo, I can see you've added your screen. So let's throw that back up. Here we go. go for it. Just just saying in game week six, if I sell Cobra, I get tributed with no money in the bank. And all of a sudden I got a stupid swapping in and out with over Archer or so many have a good fixture. And you still get Bournemouth as well. And the week after that, you get uh, Archer against uh, against the West Ham side that can leak, right? And then after that, you get Fulham, you get Everton, and the stupid, you just pick and choose when to play, or you sell him. Um, but that allows me to get double Newcastle's Botman's fit, and it allows me to keep the big five, and it allows me to still keep Salah. And I think that it's not the worst yeah. thing for I think that long-term covers those big bases as well. It covers a Man United attacker. It covers an Arsenal attacker. It covers a Liverpool attacker, which for as bad as Liverpool have been defensively, we're still creating chances and we're still scoring yeah. goals. And there's going to be a point where mo- like, there has to be a point where defences start giving Luis Diaz more credit. There's going to be a world where Darwin Nunes starts getting more minutes. And I actually think he suits our system better than Gakbo. I'm not convinced by Cody Gakbo. Yeah, yeah, they've looked a lot better. Jota's not a nine as well. Like I prefer Jota off either wing anyway. We've tried Jota through the nine, didn't like it. We've tried Gakbo now through the nine, didn't like it. Got to give it to Darwin. Like I know it's reactionary. He scored a double, but we know what Darwin offers. Darwin gives us explosive, high XG, high opportunities. And if he's going to he start presses. taking, and, he's gonna, and he presses and he suits the system. We need to win the ball high up the pitch, and we're not doing that at the moment. We're creating problems for ourselves defensively because we're not winning the ball high up the pitch. But Darwin, if he's going to start taking these chances, he's going to be an XG machine. And at seven and 
7.4, I think he is. He had a price drop. He could be someone post wildcard that you ride out with those fixtures yeah. if he's nailed. We got your yeah. Europa League. He ain't going to play Europa League. No, 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 no. I think wildcard is going to be interesting to get the game week nine. And this is where I'm holding just... off as long as possible because I'm happy with my base and my team. And this is the thing. If there's ever a time to get aggressive, wildcard territory is only around the corner. So get aggressive if you really want to as well. Yeah, but if you've got no problems, don't don't rush it as well. Like if you're happy, I can get Matoma out. Really, I don't have any Matoma and Pickford are my problems. Like I look at the rest of my team. I don't want to move Saka out. I don't want to move Mbemo out. I don't want to move Salah out. Jackson Harland, awesome. Chilwell, you're dodgy. Vardiol, we're stupid. And I probably just want some better rotation on my bench instead of Bayer and Anderson and Pedro. That's where I'm at. I want to be working at my my bench cover more than anything at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think, I'm looking at trying to sell Salah, and I can't sell him against Villa, can't sell him against Wolves, can't sell him against West Ham. Definitely not selling him against Spurs, our Spurs defend with their fullbacks. And then, am I really selling him for Brighton when they play Everton the week after? Yeah, and then Forrest, Luton, Brentford. Oh, yeah. That's why I want a wildcard in game of nine. If I was to sell Salah, I'm definitely wildcarding game of nine because I'm actually captaining Salah, Everton, Forrest, and Luton. Yeah. So, Anywho. all right. Well, thank you all for listening. If you've been listening over this whole time on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you jump yeah. over to FPL Dopata on YouTube and Twitter and follow all the socials and subscribe because you can watch us do this now on the weekly as well. We're back up and firing on the streams. Thanks for those that have joined us in the chat as well. Make sure you Dimmy. share it around. What was that, Dom? Dimmy. Dimson. Oh yeah, Dim's been here. I've popped Dim a few of Dim's uh, questions up on the screen. So if you do want that and have that interaction with us live, make sure you get in the live chat on FPL Departa over on YouTube. But once again, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next week for the international break and a bit of a rundown of game week four. <laughs>